0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Besides what, you think you left your purse at my place by accident? No, subconsciously, you are dying to take me to that game. Denying your subconscious (laughs) desires is extremely dangerous to your health, young lady.
2: Does that psychobabble really work on anybody? You tell me. All right, meet me at the 7th Avenue entrance. 7.30,
1: don't be late. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's how it's done. TCL is a proud
0: sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com.
1: Well, I mean, I know it's a quality win. Uh, You know, anytime the the game has changed, it's just uh, evolved where it's all about the quality of your wins. I know now that we've beaten Ohio State, we've beaten Purdue, we've beaten Iowa, we've beaten Michigan, um, we've beaten
0: St. Louis. I, I would assume all of those teams are NCAA tournament teams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's a huge win. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a big day of, of basketball talk on today's Mackie and Judge show. Just like it's a big day for reckless quarterback and J.J. Watt speculation on Purple Daily. I cannot not, wait. Not only do we get a full breakdown of, well, we get the we get the Gophers beating Purdue and putting themselves back in the NCAA tournament discussion, but we get a full breakdown of one of the great NBA Finals wow. series of all time. <laughs> do you remember this on one? Rom-Com Rewind.
3: You, oh, the 2002 Finals.
0: Oh, just I mean, legendary. Marv that, Albert was at the top of his
3: game. That Knicks
0: team. Lawrence Funderburk was, so Lawrence was so a defensive go- force oh, for the Kings.
3: And Bobby Jackson <laughs> and the Knicks. You know what's funny? I thought, and I don't know why. I thought the Knicks missed the playoffs in 2002. No, it's just, you, oh. you,
0: you, were drink, you were drinking a lot Turns back then. Turns out I it? was wrong. Yeah, I was young. I was
3: 32. <laughs> Turns out I was totally wrong. They were in the NBA Finals.
0: Oh. So we're very excited. This is Valentine's weekend, oh. and we're very excited to, to expand the Action Movie Rewind franchise to include Rom-Com Rewind, which I think is going to wind up being like a monthly staple for us. Going forward. So, we'll give you how to lose a guy in 10 days, an all too in depth breakdown. But uh, I'm on kenpom.com right now. Ken Pomeroy is sort of the foremost authority in basketball analytics and rankings. And he has the Gophers now after that win over Purdue as the 36th best team. They were as high as like 15th at one point, I think, or 20th, but uh, he now has them as the 36th best team in college basketball mm-hmm. and uh, and and they're ahead of a few teams that look like in other reports like like Mizzou is 13 and 4 and Arizona is 14 and six. Uh so he's got the gophers above teams with better records, but I think they might have there's a good chance they lose two or three of their next three games, but then they have three games they should win at the end. Last night probably puts them back in the NCAA tournament, I think. Yeah, I, I saw I think Lenardi, if I'm not mistaken, had him
3: as a nine seed going into that that's, game. That's about right. So I think yeah. that they're in. Yeah, they, they would. Here's the thing, though, about basketball today I, I don't get, okay? So explain this to me. I understand the three-pointer is big in vogue, and that's the shot, because obviously if you can make a three or a long two, and you can make the three, right? It makes a lot more sense to make the three. It's worth more points. Because you get yeah. the extra point. That's yeah, crazy. I, I get that concept. part of the math. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, But the Gophers are, have been have been um, evidence of this, the Timberwolves for sure, and yesterday at the bar in Purdue, okay? Purdue was 2 of 17 on three-pointers. It was very clear at some point in time, probably in the first half, that Purdue was going to continue to take threes and miss threes. Explain this to me, please. Why, if you know that you're either just ice cold, or in the Gophers' case, you're just not good at threes, why do you continue trying to force that and not go to a different concept of getting the ball into the block or something like that?
0: It's a good question. Um, so on the Purdue front, I haven't watched enough Purdue basketball this season to tell you like if they've gone through hot stretches statistically, they are not great. Like, they shoot, like, 32% as a team. And so, I don't know. Have they been hot recently or something? I don't watch enough pretty basketball <laughs> tape. No idea. But I can explain it from the Gophers' perspective, and it paid off last night. Because the biggest culprit for the Gophers is Gabe Kalsher. He's still living off of two years ago when he was one of the best shooters in the Big Ten. He was, like, the new Blake Hoffarber for them. And last year, he... He struggled. He went through some stretches. He still shot like 30% or something from three. And it was like, all right, it was just kind of a weird down year for a guy that has an otherwise good shot. But this is going to be the bounce back year, right? right. And again, he, like up until last night when he went four of seven from downtown, he went like one of 10 two games ago from downtown. He just keeps shooting. Even He's shooting like 20% from three. But I think in the Gophers case, they've looked at him the entire time since they recruited him out of high school. And they've said, "This is a this guy's a really good shooter. And for whatever reason, he's just not making them, even though his shot looks good. So the Gophers explanation is they think the guy that's not like the guy that's the biggest culprit for what you're saying is also one of their best shooters in theory. And he's just going through like a year and a half long slump or something. But if he clicked last night, if all of a sudden Gabe Kelscher is back and he has figured this thing out and the shooting slump is over and he's going to go back to the guy that we saw a couple years ago. Mike Miller did this once with the Timberwolves where he just, like, stopped shooting well, three. He
3: stopped, though.
0: Yeah. But he was also, like, not making them at quite I, I, as high of a clip. And he had been good, yes. But if you add him back in as a sniper shooter, I actually think this team, not only do they get in, yep. they they probably upset, like, an Illinois or somebody down the stretch, and I think they make a run and win a game or two depending on the seating. That's how big of a deal it is if you sure. found his shot last night. Sure. I, I just don't— we'll see.
3: I don't get it when when your team is having a terrible game on threes, why you continue to force it? And Purdue did, which I'm sure
0: the uh, the Gophers were thankful for. Well, the Rockets forced it uh, 27 straight yeah, times. and let led to the the Zolgett Zilget athlete challenge. That
3: did indeed. But <laughs> they were the. But I mean, at least that that was their forte. I, I think the Rockets felt like if they didn't make threes, screw it. In fact, they had the game here. I think it was the play. Was it the playoff game that they? So they lost game three here in the first round, right? And I think they came back and won game four. And I think the first half of game four, they couldn't make a three to save their lives. And I remember tweeting, why don't they just start to make some twos to, like, get some points? And and they'll just and, uh, Score a couple points, guys. and people started <laughs> like lashing out. That's not how the Rockets. That's not Rockets basketball. That's not. Listen, Zolga, stick to hockey. Stick to football. That's not how the Rockets play. Stick to craft beer, and then, Judd. And then, yeah. sure enough, in the second half, they started to make threes. <laughs> hey, do you, do you know who's really good? I think Jamal Mashburn Jr. He is. I really like him. Got I think bloodlines, he's going man. He does, and I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, he, he played what he, he played at. 24 last
0: night, made 3 of 7 from the field. But in, the more I watch him, I really like him. I think he's going to be a player. Yeah, they've got, like, the, like Patino hasn't done an amazing job recruiting within the state. Like, he he's, you know, he he gets his guys here and there. Um, the, 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 a lot of the top players you see now, like, go, go guys who could have been in a gopher uniform are now, like, getting drafted uh, high up in the NBA draft. But he has found guys that are sort of outside the ecosystem that, like, whether it's through transfers or... Um, or out-of-state guys. The Gopher schedule coming up, by the way, so they play at Maryland on Valentine's Day. They should win that game, like win a road game. Yeah. Maryland's not that good this season. At Indiana is going to be a tough one, and then home against number 6, Illinois. So worst case, you lose all three and you drop to 6-10. And, and Then you've got three games that you can win after that. You'd have to run the table against Northwestern, Penn State, and Rutgers, and then hope that that Nebraska game gets rescheduled. And you win that too, so yeah. there's a chance they could drop three in a row. But they already have enough good wins on their resume. If they just beat the teams that they should, they can finish 500 or a game under 500 in conference. So, anyways, that was a fun game last night. Um, Marcus Carr with a, with a dagger three to put the Gophers up one, and then they hold on. But enough of the intro act here. Okay. Right. Enough of the tap when dancing. You go, well, like when you go to concerts and like the head
2: the. The opening, opening and They go for like an I hour and a half, though. and
0: then they take a 30-minute break. It's like, no, just get to the... I got one more. Why did we tip off at 4 o'clock? I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, what was the deal with that? Trying, just get, just trying do you,
3: to... Reschedule games or something? Remember that there's going to be a 4... I don't think so. But trying to like keep in mind on a arbitrary Thursday afternoon that a game's going to start at 4 o'clock is really difficult. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I forgot until the second half, yeah. so...
3: I, I tweeted it out. I tweeted it out when the game started. I said, alert, go for basketballs on, because all I do is try and help people. Declan's like, I didn't even know I, they I had even a, basketball it. a basketball team. They had a basketball uh, team? Crazy. and help my fellow <laughs> man. That's all I do. I don't know. And woman. Whoa,
2: oh, whoa, Hey, hey. You okay? It's
3: beautiful. Thanks. You're beautiful. Gabe. Oh. I wish I ate meat. Mary had a little
0: ham <laughs> Little
2: lamb. You have take it away before I gag.
0: Man, Rom-Com Rewind is going to be lit. Uh, or it's going to lead to the end of our careers. Or one of the two. I'm not sure. If we
2: go out like this, I won't be upset.
0: And I don't even know if Federated Mutual Insurance Company really wants to be attached to Rom-Com Rewind, but they are today. They are helping us power Mackie and Judd and RomCom Rewind with the recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Now, as a business owner out there, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Well, that's where Federated and MyShield come in, giving you protection, peace of mind and uh, resources that can help make sure that you are covered as a business owner find out more at federatedinsurance.com click on my shield or download the app and remember at federated it's our business to protect yours oh,
2: oh, oh,
1: oh. Listen, can you forgive me sugar puss look i don't know what i was thinking All right i'm sorry i am way out of line andy can you can you give me another chance haven't you had enough and look i'm willing to do anything Get up. Get i'll do up. i'll do anything andy what do you think about... What do you think about couples therapy?
3: Couples therapy?
1: Whatever it takes. Yes. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you for understanding.
2: I love you, Banky. But I don't have to like you right now. Welcome to
0: the party, pal! Action Movie Reviews with Mackie. Judd and Rami. Guys are the Chopper. Yippee mother- Yeah, we've we've yet to officially change the intro for these <laughs> these other it. versions of <laughs> Maggie and Judd movie reviews. When, when, I, when I think Kate Hudson, I think yippee ki Mf. You you probably, you probably do. Yeah, I probably do. <laughs> to be completely honest, I actually do. This, so uh, it's Valentine's Day weekend and we've we've had people so we started doing action movie rewinds almost a year ago now. the pandemic hit eleven months ago, so we've done like forty five action movie rewinds, and we will keep doing action movie rewinds, but we've had a lot of people reach out and say, "I love action movie rewinds so much. It would be great if you guys would branch out and do other type Have you ever considered doing comedies or you know and I don't know, like we've talked about the types of movies that would be fun to review, and if like if we're gonna review. Old school or like good comedies. I don't know what there is to make fun of. Yeah. Like
2: I, old school was just on TV the other day. Great movie. Yep, though.
0: I was watching it too. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and like like those movies are just funny and awesome. And I don't know what we would necessarily add to it. And so we had to find a little corner somewhere. And rom coms is the probably the most requested genre. We picked a good one though. How to lose a guy in ten days. So <laughs> two thousand three. I oh, was a guinea pig. Somebody you could test your theories on.
1: Yeah, and I and I was just a girl somebody picked out in a bar. Yeah, you know what? Big deal. Hell, I'm sure now you can even use it as a little twist in your story. It's a good idea. Maybe we should bet on it. You know what? You did your job, though, Andy. You wanted to lose a guy in ten days. Congratulations. You did it. You just lost him. Aww. No, I didn't, Ben! <laughs> Because you can't lose something you never had. Oh,
0: slam! What a line! Just get what some. What a line! Just get some.
3: And they're both man. and they're both in the wrong. They both were wrong. to oh, Do man. what they
0: did. Amazing. All right. <sighs> okay. Here is the summary of how to lose a guy in ten days. And then she shoots him. And that's spoiler alert. And that's
3: the action movie. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls out. She's the bad guy. She pulls out a machine <laughs> gun and obliterates him. Uh.
0: An advice Welcome column. Welcome to the Body Pal. A magazine advice columnist, Andy Anderson, played by Kate Hudson, tries pushing the boundaries of what she can write about in her new piece about how to get a man to leave you in ten days. Her editor, Lana, loves it, and Andy goes off to find a man she can use for the experiment. Enter advertising executive Ben Barry. Played by Matthew McConaughey. All right, all All right, right, all right. right. Little red light, green light. Who is so confident in his romantic (laughs) prowess, he thinks he can make any woman fall in love with him in 10 days. When Andy and Ben meet, their plans backfire. 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what the other 68% were thinking (laughs) when they reviewed this movie.
3: They didn't like McConaughey. Roger Ebert. They must
0: have not liked McConaughey. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't like Kroll the Warrior King. I don't know. Uh, Critics consensus, according to Rotten Tomatoes, Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson are charming together, but they can't overcome how to lose a guy in 10 days. Silly premise and predictable script A 50 million dollar budget turned into one hundred seventy seven million at the box office. A wild success. Yeah, Wow. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn and Adam Goldberg, who, by the way. So in my binging of friends late at night the last few weeks. Right. So Adam Goldberg has a three-episode run as as Chandler's new roommate replacement for Joey when Joey goes on, yeah, lives somewhere else, and he has anger management problems. That's right. It's a, he's a, yes, his name is Eddie. Yes, Eddie, and he's a great character. He's this. like super. He thinks that Chandler is like cheating on him or like cheating with his girlfriend, and he's yeah. super paranoid. It's a great character. He
3: also has a great
0: run in uh, Entourage. Adam Goldberg. That's does. right. Yes. Yep. <laughs> What's he doing now? Do we know? Let's look him up here. Let's see what he is doing. He's one of those guys that if you hear his name, you probably are like, oh, I feel like a guy. lot. But when of you people, see him, you are like, oh yeah. It 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 feels like a lot of people from this film have
3: disappeared a little bit from the spotlight, and they were pretty. I, big I think at the Catherine Hahn has been in every chase flick in, in, since two thousand. She's basically. been in so many movies. She's, she's now been, in a. She's now in a car commercial.
2: Yeah, she's in um, Wandavision, which is on Disney right now. Oh, uh, she is? Okay. She was in a great... Mrs. Mrs. Fletcher was on HBO, a little miniseries if she was out a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. She's been in a ton of stuff.
0: Okay, so Adam Goldberg has been in a million TV shows. He's he's mostly doing TV right now. God Friended Me. Oh, okay. Taken, the TV series. Graves, the, the TV series. Wait,
3: wait there was a Taken, the TV series? Yeah. Apparently.
0: Yep. <laughs> we should review that, too. I
3: no idea. Are you serious?
0: <laughs> we'll put that toward the back who of the sta- line. Who, who,
3: who was... Uh our guy
0: I don't think Liam, Liam Neeson
3: was. no I'm sure Liam Neeson <laughs> didn't have time to do the television show
0: Yeah this is from a couple years Nor the ago the desire The tagline on the on the TV poster oh my is God. I will find you and it's uh, NBC Fridays at 9 8 central well, time You know what I didn't find it the season was uh, the last se- – it was two seasons. The last one was 2018. I don't know how many seasons you can do, although they did three movies of yeah. of it or four right. or something. You could probably come up with different ideas. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, um, we've got <laughs> – we're going to keep the framework pretty similar here, but we have a couple different twists on questions that we will ask that will be different than Action Movie Rewind. We'll start with Judd Zolgad, your key takeaway from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So
3: first of all, off the summary that you read, Phil Mackey, I'd like to ask a question. Who started watching this film and thought, I wonder what the plot's going to be at the end? Like, I'm dead serious. Like an well, that's action... why they got dinged by the critics. No, I too know. But, I, but my point is, I'm faulting the critics here. Like, if you have our action films, right? Like, there are different ways to go. You know, there are different ways to go. But when I started to watch the, this film, it was never about the storyline. It was about the actors, who were good, right? So my key takeaway was strong cast, because the cast for that time was really good, I thought. Music, thumbs up. This was a, as far as what we were reviewing here, a rom-com, some call it a chick flick, although I do think that this went both ways. I, I think the guys probably enjoyed this too. This was, in my opinion, pretty much a can't lose. Like, you would have to hate relationship films to crap on this film. And let me tell you why I think it worked. That's yeah. it, And let me tell you why I think this film worked. Now, there's one very important character, an actor, and it's actually an actress. Kate Hudson, okay, plays, in my opinion, a very difficult role. Because if that goes the wrong way, that character could have been despicable, like with the high voice and trying to be cutesy, and and all of the things. <laughs> she, did, she did
0: a very good job. She,
3: she no, but but I'm telling you, there are some actresses that they could have gotten who would have interpreted that role differently, slightly, and the film would would have been beyond annoying within probably the first half hour or so. So my takeaway was. Forget the plot. The plot, you knew you knew how this was going to end. Where they deserve kudos. My takeaway is this. The casting. That's
0: all that mattered. I love thespian judge. The yeah, casting.
3: But the casting was the
0: most important thing. You're saying if, like, Anne Hathaway had been casted yes, as Kate Hudson's yes, character, it would have been a disaster. I'm saying
3: imagine some different actresses in that role. It, it be, because if you took that role and were truly as annoying as her character was supposed to to be to people in the film, you would have absolutely turned this off and walked away. She does a magnificent job. So take the plot stuff and shove it. That's not the important thing. The important thing is that they got the casting right. Imagine if it was like Drew Barrymore. as I think it was,
0: to a point, it could
2: have been. This easily could have been a Drew Barrymore. it's, It's very typecast to Drew Barrymore.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, she would have I think you're right. I, I don't think she would have nailed the nuance no. of such a, such a complicated Drew, character that Andy Anderson is. Drew is one.
2: also a very love has a love hate relationship, I feel like, with people. Like either you love, you're all in on Drew, or you can't stand the sight of her. Yeah. So I can I can completely understand what Judd's saying yeah. there. Yeah.
3: So that sense. that's my most important takeaway to this film is that fact they got the
0: casting right and from there the rest in my opinion gravy what has kate hudson even done in the last few years besides fabletics commercials i think i mean she has it looks like she's been in not much i don't think a random episode of truth be told um basically she's only done like four things since 2017 so she hasn't she hasn't done a whole lot. She, she is rich enough not to have to work. Yeah, yeah. And she was born into her mom's money, Goldie Hawn. That'll yeah. help. That'll help. Uh, so, all right. My main takeaway from this movie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna bring you guys behind the curtain of Phil Mackey's life here for a second. Okay. So this movie came out my senior year of high school, and I, it, it, it's a very impressionable time in your life. Senior year in high school, yeah. you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. You're trying to figure out who you are as a person. And I always knew that I wanted to work in sports media and, and sports journalism and go down that path. And so initially, when I had applied and was accepted into the University of Minnesota, um, I was on the professional journalism path, right? Like AP writing classes and, and everything that you would go through to be on TV and radio. And after watching that, this movie became after multiple viewings between like senior year of high school and freshman year of college, it became one of my go-to rewatchable movies like that I that it just became one of my favorite movies and it led to me to switch my major from professional journalism and broadcast to advertising PR and copywriting
3: (laughs) unbelievable
0: (laughs) are you you serious I fell in love that and then eventually Mad Men came around a few years later too like I fell in love throughout senior year of high school into college I fell in love with the idea of the advertising world and like oh my god you could have a so you could have a badass apartment. And you could go to <laughs> NBA games, and you could just be coming up with yeah, like great. Your whole life is coming up with like a slogan for a company, right? I'm yep. able to walk into my office, take off my, take shirt, off my shirt in front of women, yeah. And totally. there is,
3: and there is no question that that the Wolves are going to be in the NBA finals probably by two thousand five. Right?
0: Listen, if the Knicks in the early two yep. thousands or at right. any point the, in the last twenty the years headed the to Wolves. the finals, <laughs> yes. no doubt. and so I, le- I legitimately oh my, my official major in college, I wound up taking some some classic like sports journalism or. You know, journalism classes but I I got an internship at KFAN when I was 19. I was just sort of in the industry and I wanted I wanted another track just to have something else yeah. that I could go into and I was hell-bent because of Benjamin Barry, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. I wanted to be that when I was like well, 19 years old. Who you... doesn't
3: want to be <laughs> as an alum,
2: When you go back and speak to prospective students at the University of Minnesota, I hope you
0: mention this. I uh I've I haven't been asked back. So <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if that's going to happen. Uh, if anyone, if anyone with pull at the University of Minnesota is listening, listen. I graduated 14 years ago. Now yeah. you can ask me back. Now, okay. I'd love to speak okay. to the students.
3: Okay. <laughs> don't, don't tell them <laughs> how to lose a guy in 10 days is absolutely the movie you need to watch. Model your to, life Decide dude. your career on. Drop all of your majors
0: right now. Uh, Declan, what was your key <laughs> takeaway from this
3: movie? Uh, just your classic
2: cheesy rom com, and even though it's. This movie, I think, comes out in 2003 is when it came out. Yep. It still it still has a lot of like 90s vibes to me like the the clothing the,
0: the soundtrack
2: the soundtrack the, the Jim, Jim Blossom that, that's, that's a
0: great album. That's uh, a great album Keith Urban. If we ever
2: get back to back to back to normal I would love to be at 1029 singing a Jim Blossom songs on karaoke cuz that would be a, a go to okay. mine.
0: Right after I was done watching this movie last night I went to Spotify and uh, I clicked the heart button on Jim Blossom's radio and rocked that coming oh, into the office today. Good
3: for you. That was a
0: great good follow album. Good you down. Yeah. yeah. Hey Jealousy. Hey, jealousy. that's my go-to so good
2: um, but yeah main takeaway was just your cheesy rom-com it's got early 2000s vibes I like the sports tie-in too it helps that there's like an NBA finals thing going on in this movie I think that helps hook dudes into this film we'll get to that I
0: feel like there's a there's a but separate like episode altogether that we should do totally on that which just, we'll do
2: just on the Knicks and by the way the Sacramento Kings being the other team which but by, at the time they was were amazing a, was a time. decent team yeah but. the Knicks sucked but but going but looking back on it then it was pretty hilarious I think the Knicks and Kings could be in the finals together. But uh I I, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a great rom com. It was the first time I ever seen this movie. I've never saw this wow. movie before.
0: Um so I was I'm really happy to watch that. it. Um This is on my Mount Rushmore of rom coms. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I think if there was if, if I could make a Mount Rushmore of rom coms just for my own personal taste, this is on it for sure. Sleepless in Seattle is on it for sure. Just a, a classic. You might even include the other Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. You've got mail. You've got mail. Which in I've never mix. seen. I've never seen that, that oh, one. We're lining all never, these up, baby. Sle-
3: Sleepless I've seen. I haven't seen that. Um, when When, when Harry Met Sally I've, I've seen a couple times. To- that. That's cute. That's good. I haven't seen it. Good enough. stuff. Cute. That's cute. very cute. cute. very cute. It's very
0: cute. Rom-com, Judd. We've, rom-com we've Judd. brought rom-com, Judd to, to the, the show. I watch rom yes. It's like The Grinch.
3: I'm, I'm fine with
0: rom Okay, another one that I think Declan will hate this one because I think he hates Amy Schumer. But Trainwreck was on Freeform the other night. <sighs> yes, It was. Yeah, I've I, seen that. LeBron James is great in that movie. Yeah, but the movie stand itself her. is oh, I can't it's it's a cinematic classic. John Cena.
2: Yeah, that's I like I love Bill Hader. No, all the other actors in that movie are phenomenal.
0: Yeah, he is good.
2: <laughs> Amy Schumer, I can't do.
0: John, Cena, there was yeah. a line. There's a line where John, so John Cena plays this like secretly gay, jacked up, yeah. and he's and he's dating Amy Schumer for a while. And uh, at one point, like they get into an argument in the theater or something, and the the guy behind, I can't remember the details, but like the guy two rows behind was telling him to shush, just yeah. like you saw in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. And John Cena turns around and he starts like insulting the guy, and he goes, "I will." I will punch your. F- I will. I will enter you. I will enter you. Yeah. And the guy was like, "You'll enter me." <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, on the soundtrack, Jim Blossoms. You had Keith Urban, which was an early two. He was like the biggest country star in the early two thousands. Yeah, great song. You had some Al Green and some Carly Simon from For, the oh, 60s Carly and 70s. Simon yeah. the, the little car- Nelly in, little Nelly yeah. in there.
3: Your so vain
0: is an all time great Classic. song. Yep. All right, Judd,
3: your favorite part of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So I actually picked a scene here that I thought was pretty well done, was Was annoying, but annoying in a funny way, and I like that. It's when she uh, t- decides to interrupt the poker game, oh. the poker night thing. Yeah,
0: a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of indoor smoking there, too.
3: Yeah. And, like, all of the things that she does, again, I think she is the key to the film because it's funny and it's well done, and she basically makes a lot of, of the script. Uh, taking the pizza from Ben's friend's mouth, m- making Ben blow his nose, Peek-a-boo. put out his cigar, being upset about the fern dying, the the uh, love fern before she storms out. All of that stuff to me teetered on, okay, this could be really, really stupid and annoying and not funny, or it could be well done. I thought it was well done. I think there's a lot of individual, like, rom-coms in my opinion are so much about the characters, right? And and it's not just the writing for the characters, which is important, but it's how they execute it. And it's individual scenes that make these films. Um, Because, that's being judged. because yes. look at this. I love this. I'll tell you right now, the last scene of this film is not very good, but it doesn't matter oh. by then. Boom. Boom. It's not very good, but that's okay because there were so many individual scenes so I picked that one as my favorite <laughs> cuz I thought that it was indicative of why this film was good and not a flop.
0: I've got takes on the last scene that I will okay. give you in a in a different section of this podcast here. Um I think my favorite part of this movie was just how obviously Matthew McConaughey either had full on like control of the script or that he only decided to do the movie if it was a, a two-hour ode to his ego. This was a two-hour ode to Matthew McConaughey's ego as now, a man, as an A-list celebrity.
3: Is this the first film that was basically a film about him?
0: Um, boy, well, like, let me pull up the IMDb because here. I mean you're right. This was an ode to him. He was a I think he was a pretty big megastar by this point. He was because he I mean he had been in big movies for. 12 years by this point. Let me just pull oh, up the Oh, 12 IMDb. years old. Okay. So all right. so it's probably not. Early on. Oh, my God. That's right. I've seen this episode. You know, the first thing that he was ever in was in 1992. He was an actor in an Unsolved Mysteries episode. What? You know how... Like, You've this, seen it? Yeah. You know, the, the old... I think he played, like, a guy that got shot in his garage or something. But they would always do the reenactment <laughs> scenes on Unsolved Mysteries. And so they'd hire just, like, no-name actors to play out these, like, yeah. things. And he was a no-name actor. Did you get to talk?
3: I think so. Oh my I god! So. I got to go back and find season
0: this. five, episode twelve. I got to see if I can find season this on five, episode twelve. Okay, oh, that's hilarious. So dazed and confused, uh, he yep. plays Wooderson in nineteen ninety three, uh, and he's great. So by this point, it had been ten years. Yep, of and he's great. Star. Um, he was in, and, and he wasn't a star in this, but like he was in Angels in the Outfield in nineteen ninety four. He was in A Time to Kill in nineteen ninety six. Oh,
3: yes, in which he is unbelievable.
0: Yep. He was in U five seven one as one of the main characters. That John Bon Jovi was also in that movie in two thousand. Okay, he starred in the Wedding Planner in two thousand one. That was probably his oh. first chick flick, and rom-com. that's him. Great film. Yep, that's him. And Great. then How to Lose a Guy in He's, Ten Days. Okay, so
3: this was like the second time that that he basically got to play himself.
0: And then eventually he went into like in failure to launch. We are Marshall Fools Gold. Tropic Thunder, He's good. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's good. And he just plays Matthew McConaughey. But like, I, I started making a list of just all the things under the Matthew McConaughey ego umbrella, taking his shirt off with the blinds open in his office. Uh, Even the way that he interacts with the two other co workers, it's, it's not like a normal interaction about guys, okay, like let's brainstorm some ways to get this jewelry company. It's him with his shirt off telling those guys, this is my account, this is my day, boys, like high-fiving. And his buddies are just there to, like, validate him the mm-hmm. entire time. They're like his little cronies. Um, <laughs> he picks up the hottest girl at the party <laughs> within 30 seconds of making eye contact with her using one-word sentences. Yeah, yeah. I have a take on that. <laughs> yes. This is the time for it. Go yes. ahead. Well,
2: that's my least favorite part. Okay. Is is the, is the part where they meet at the bar, and, they, and he's like, food? Food like they're just all saying they're both saying one yeah now it was the most awkward thing ever but it wasn't and then also, if you
0: try that, it's going to be awkward. Oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. I'm he's, gra- tries he's, it. Gonna, he's gorgeous. I'm yeah.
2: a he's David a Spade, man. Steve Buscemi hybrid, okay? Like, that's the best <laughs> I got, all right? Like, I'm not Matthew McConaughey. I, I know my weaknesses. <laughs> that's um, awesome. But at the same time, just that whole that whole scene, also with those three, the three women, like, you know, Kate Hudson and her two friends, like, they just all get dolled up right after work and then go to the bar. I know it's New York, but. Seems a little, seems a little over the top. Ridiculous. Yeah, I could see that one. though. Yeah. Seems yeah. a little there. over the top. And doesn't then, doesn't seem like things that people would do.
0: And then like he's right, he rides a motorcycle around New York. He get by the way, at the end of this movie, he winds up getting a fifty million dollar ad account that he is the he is essentially the account the account executive yeah. over this thing. Yep. And then um, the other thing that wasn't really a play to his ego, it was just actually kind of was a play to his ego and just like lack of caring about other people when. Andy comes to his apartment for the first time. So she walks in the door, and and they just met, and they're they're h- going to hang out in his apartment for the first time. And he walks in, and he goes, can I get you a cold beer? Yeah. So he just, like, assumes uh, that she drinks no, beer. No, no. She
2: was pounding Budweiser's all night. That's in, that's in my notes. I love but the, that part. But at
0: the party she was?
2: At the... She was drinking a martini at the party, but there's other scenes where, like, when they're
3: tanning on the roof and stuff.
2: But he doesn't
0: like... know when he asks her that. He doesn't, he doesn't know that know. she drinks beer. No. But why the... would you offer a girl because, only beer when you don't know?
3: Here's the best part. My guess, Bud damn near funded the entire film. They did. Like, like (laughs) there is nothing but Budweiser (laughs) the entire film. Like, he gets home. He's happy. He's depressed. No matter what he is, he's taking out a Bud and turning the label of the Bud towards the camera to open it up. It's so like, true. Like he's purposely shifting the butt towards the camera before he pops it. It's great. I love sponsorships.
0: But like Dex, like Dex has been in the dating game for what you know said, a few years. Like like when you when you're hanging out with a girl for the first time, yeah. do you just assume because you like beer that they like beer? So hey, what kind of beer can I get you?
2: I would definitely not say what kind of beer. I That's what he's say, like, I, can I, I get you a cold yeah. beer? I don't know. I would most likely offer a seltzer of, of a choice. A Corona but, Heart Seltzer. Yeah, exactly right. So right. So right. Now, Pure, now Beach, the, Pure Beach Pure vibes. Now,
3: now, what if she had said, I'd love a beer. Do you have any Miller Lite? would have ruined, well, ruined the whole damn film.
0: You'd, you'd edit it out. you <laughs> yeah. you to, to, to blur her face <laughs> <right>. out. It <laughs> would have ruined the film. <laughs> All right, Dex, what was your favorite part? Yeah,
2: my, my favorite part is actually the scene where they, yeah, they go back to the apartment for the first time. So, so twofold. Number one, I love how, yeah, he offers her a Budweiser, which is just great. I love that. But then she goes into the bathroom and she starts to go through his things. But he first, he lights all these candles with Nelly playing. Yep. Okay? With Nelly, like 2002 hip-hop it, it Nelly. Hot,
0: was it hot in here? It I think might it was have hot been in hot here.
2: in here. I can't remember. Which, I think yeah. it was.
0: I think yeah. it was hot yeah, in so here. it was.
2: Well, then he realizes, oh, wait, like, maybe I want something a little more sensual. So then he blows out the candles and turns on Al Green. Which I find hilarious because I think that would be the opposite. I think you'd have the candles off with Nelly playing, but then you would turn <laughs> on Al wow. Green
0: and light the candles. Love it. Dex. Why did he? Why did when she wanted to lay on the bed? His, so his goal is to get her to fall in love yeah. within ten days, right? Yeah. When she lays on the bed and taps the bed, yeah. Why would he pull the reins back on that? And if his goal is to get her to fall in love, is he just trying to show like, hey, I'm a gentleman. This is a one night stand situation. Like, yes. Yo, let's, okay. let's let
2: me sit on let's sit on this dresser too. By the way, let's have this nice right. talk on a on a vanity five feet yeah. from my bed where she's right there, well, man. We can't go to the
0: couch and just hang out for a while. Right, no. So,
3: his his goal though is to get her to fall in love and take her to the party in ten days, right? Yes. So, I, so he thinks if. If we have sex tonight, right. that's going to be it. Right. So yeah, he's trying to. Stand, yeah. So, yeah, so he's got to. But here's my question Classic. off off that. How did he, after the whole cluster bleep, right, where where she gets mad at the party and then she takes the microphone and all of that stuff happens. How did he just keep the account? Like, I would think that that, that would have blown up. Like, that looked
2: no, what's what's her name? Uh, the the the
0: wife. Uh, she was she was clapping the whole time. No, no, the, the older woman. Yeah, de,
2: yeah, DeLauer. yeah. Mrs. DeLauer. Mrs. Delauer. I would have thought somebody would have thought f- it was gr- You're right, Jen. Where it overruled sh- it Mrs. Delauer been overruled and said
3: these people are crazy,
0: are yeah. insane. But she was so in
3: on it that she she was just
2: yeah. Everybody else
0: was like, oh, this is weird, and she was just like clapping yep. and loving it the whole time. Um,
3: Phil, off, off your point
0: too. So
3: it was very intriguing that they made sure that McConaughey's friends. ...looked as ugly as possible, too. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, they
0: were just random guys, right? Sh- like, schleppy sort Yeah, of. but, I
3: mean, they, like, dressed them down as much as possible. So he must have said, I not only need, need to be the biggest hunk in this film, but everybody else who's a male in this film needs to not look even remotely good unless it's, like, a party scene. And
0: yeah. they certainly won't be taking um, their shirts off. No. no.
2: Hell no. And then second favorite part is how she leaves the purse at his place yeah. because she knows she's going to be back. And or what he figures out is, oh, I'll take this with me. I'll have my boys open the purse. And then it has this great subtle Knicks tickets, which no one would be carrying those Knicks tickets in the purse. It's one thing to leave the purse at the apartment knowing you're going to come back. Yeah, That's a little token. I that, that That's a normal thing. But the fact you leave the Knicks tickets in there.
0: Did you guys also bullshit. notice, did you guys also notice? I got a thought on that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the exact way that this was phrased, but at one point, it was day nine, and they were talking about the party like tomorrow, or something like that. And then McConaughey had pulled out the game t- seven Knicks I th- tickets. I think I know where you're going. But we, at that point, we were still like four days away. I don't remember how we knew, but I remember like it was made clear that this game is like four days away or He's, something. He
2: said date date thirteen, I believe is what day thirteen. He, he like literally gave the number.
0: Yes, yes. So they're on day nine because the party was the next day, and yep. and he said day thirteen. So there's a four day gap. Well, the way the NBA final schedule is, even with the two days, you wouldn't be guaranteed a game seven by that point. You might not even know that there's going to be. Well, that's a good point. We might not even have gotten to game they, five. Yet. There, wouldn't, dude, there wouldn't be at, a three-day. There are and so no point many flaws in he's this. He's pulled part. these tickets out. He's like, and these aren't just any tickets. These are game seven, game seven, baby. But it's like, yeah, but there might not be a game there seven. Are. Don't you have to make that known? Like <laughs> this yeah. is a date, but wait, there might not be. Wait, a no. The Knicks are down three-two in the series. Yeah. We need to win game six.
3: <laughs> do you know? Do you know the amount of sports flaws in that series? All right, in well, the film, let's just okay. Like
0: this,
2: this is awesome.
0: It's off the chart. Okay, so least favorite part. Let's just have this entire thing. Let's start with okay the NBA, the 2002 NBA finals as portrayed in this movie. Okay. Knicks versus Kings. Um, the Ringer does an amazing write-up. It's like a 2000 word write-up, a dissection of this fictional NBA final series. Yes as shown through the eyes of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yes. They called it one of the greatest NBA final series of all time. You had get you had seven games. You had buzzer beaters. I'm just going to read what they wrote, and then we can riff on our own, okay? Okay. Right. <laughs> so Andy and Ben go on their first date to the finals, and when we join them in the fourth quarter, things couldn't be going better. They seem to be having a great time yelling at the refs and trying to distract Scott Pollard while he shoots free throws. <laughs> Suddenly, with under two minutes to go, Andy and Ben appear on the kiss cam. Seems like a critical error by the Madison Square Garden game ops team. You're supposed to get the kiss cam out of the way in like the second quarter, yeah, it's not good. the fourth quarter of a one-score NBA Finals game. Yes. All right, everybody, it's the kiss it's the turns, cam. There's lots it's of It's underwater yeah. cam. The,
3: the end of this game is
0: fraught with peril. Also, before I keep uh, reading here, if you'll notice, there was a, there is. One of many continuity errors when she wants the Diet Coke and there's like, you know, the game is winding down, yeah. supposedly That's when when they things. showed. So she's like hitting him and like, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Yeah. And then they show a shot of the court on the back, like on the far end of the court, on the back of the backboard. The clock says seven minutes and like 26 seconds. Oh,
2: I noticed this. Yes.
0: But the scoreboard says right. 109. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when she first asked for it, you can see the clock and it says like you know less than two minutes. There's less than two minutes in the game. But then they they do a pan shot to the full court and at the other far side of the hoop it says seven twenty. Yep. I noticed this too.
3: They're so like <laughs> oh, big hole there. But keep yep. in mind it, it's a finals with a team from two thousand two that didn't even make the playoffs. So they're not really worried about the clock here.
0: So uh, the ringer continues. So the, the so the kiss cam happens. You need the crowd to be pumped up. Put on a hype video of players yelling, make some noise while Crazy Train plays. But in this instance, the kiss cam works because the Madison Square Garden crowd is transfixed by the magnetic will-they-won't Will-they-won't-they energy between McConaughey and Hudson when they finally kiss, the building goes nuts. I guess it's okay to show kiss cam in a critical moment of a finals game, but only if you're reasonably certain the two people you're putting on the Jumbotron are characters in a rom-com. Thanks to McConaughey and Hudson, 20,000 fans roar to their feet. Then the sound guy blasts the ultimate pump-up jam to keep the crowd hyped for the final minute of game one. Kiss Me by Sixpence None the <laughs> yeah. Richer, which, by the way, is a great little pop song. Yeah, great little tune. <laughs> great little pop Get song. fired up. Great tune. Um, okay. They also note here the Kings lineup with less than two minutes to go in this game. Oh, my God. Bobby Jackson. Sacramento is running a bizarre lineup with backup center Scott Pollard and deep bench reserve Lawrence Funderburk in the game. Foul trouble. There was foul trouble in that game. I remember it clearly. Funderburk had six points total in the actual 2002 NBA playoffs, but on this night, he apparently has seven. Meanwhile, some of the Kings most important players like Chris Webber, Doug Christie, Peja Stojakovic. And Vladi Divas are out of the lineup with the game on the line. Oh my God. <laughs> they all fouled out. Come on. Don't you? I can't rig. You guys don't recall that. I guess. Um, fast oh. forward to game seven here on this ringer write up. So Ben buys tickets for game seven. He says they're not as good as the tickets bought by the usurped Sports Illustrated editor, who is presumably enjoying the finals alone in his massively expensive seats. But because of your typical rom com stuff, Andy and Ben have a falling out. Ben briefly jokes about attending the game with Chinese crested dog Andy, um, or the, the Chinese crested dog Andy bought him, and Andy watches at home with one of her coworkers. We hear Marva Albert off the top of the game talk about how this has been a classic series as Kurt Thomas wins the opening tip <laughs> against Divas, and then we don't get to see the result of Game 7. Correct. Oh. The movie flashes forward a few days. They skip it. And never actually reveals who won the finals. Yeah, because they
3: don't really even they they don't care about basketball. There's no commitment. I didn't really here.
2: put that together.
3: Um, so the biggest the biggest flaw that I saw as far as being easily correctable too. <laughs> the entire NBA Finals is on regional TV in New York. <laughs> it's Marv on MSG for every game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last time I checked, the I believe the real 2002. An NBA Finals was um, um. Who the heck was it? What
0: uh, I, I the, Nets, have, the Nets
3: and Lakers? Yeah, okay,
0: I actually have some two thousand two NBA trivia for you guys. If you, oh
3: the you last know? time I checked, that boys, that
0: series was on ABC, not MSG. I believe that might have been the first series. No, yeah, that might have been the first series on on ABC. It, 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 it might have been NBC.
3: It might have been, but the fact, but the fact that they put the whole thing and clearly Marv got paid, right? So they're they're like, okay, we'll pay Marv something here. Marvel do some
0: voiceover <laughs> yeah, work for a it's half gonna, hour. It's going
3: to be on yeah. MSG regional so, television. So
0: what they apparently did was the film crew went out to a, just a random regular season game between the Kings and the Knicks to film all of the basketball scenes in one game. Yeah, and so they there was at one point one of the the like the game winning shot. I think it was when they were at that restaurant and Andy watched it live and then oh, Ben watched see. it all excited on Sports Center after the fact.
3: Oh, no, the late local sports. So if, yeah, That's the a, late local sports. I got to turn on late
0: local sports. So if you, if you watch that clip back, the game winning shot happens and then Othello Harrington grabs the ball to inbound it because it's just footage from a random game. Like it's footage from the second quarter, but the movie framed it up as like, oh, it's a game winning shot in the NBA Finals, but they forgot to cut the clip. Before Othello Harrington inbounded up for the next play. It's a miracle. That, Dude, they need continuity help with yeah, these things. It,
3: it's a miracle that, that that didn't end up being two Eastern Conference teams
0: in the finals.
3: It is. Like, it's a miracle. That it's, a, it's the Sixers and Knicks. What a great
0: finals. Yeah. But wouldn't that be the conference? I mean? So how did they know enough to pick a random game with an Eastern and a Western got lucky. team?
3: They could have. They, they might have just said... Yeah. So... If I'm right, they probably sent the crew out to film, okay? And the Knicks approved it. And my guess is during timeouts, they, they said, you know, we're going to show this on the scoreboard and cheer, right? I bet you they got lucky. I bet you that it could have been Sacramento, but it just as easily could have been
0: Philadelphia, Man. New Jersey at the time. And then they, I guess they could have framed it as like a, a playoff series or something.
3: Right. I bet you
0: they still would have called it the NBA Finals. Okay, some some trivia for you guys here. Two thousand one, two thousand two NBA season. Yes. So you got the finals right. It was the Lakers sweeping the Nets. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Finals. Who did the Timberwolves lose to in the first round? No two. Mm-hmm. The, it, they got they got swept.
2: No, they didn't get swept by the Mavs. I didn't think
0: uh, they did get swept by the Mavs. I did. They did get no. swept by the Mavs in two thousand two. Oh. Yep. The upstart Steve Nash, yeah. Dirk Nowitzki. I thought they there was one year where they pushed them to a five. I thought the name they of there pushed was... the Sonics. That was to Seattle.
3: A five. I, think. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that was, was okay. the glove in Seattle. I think. Okay. Yep. This wow.
0: was the Mavs I'm were right. like coming on the scene, and I think Don Nelson was the coach. They had Michael Finley in his prime. So they got swept in that series. Yep. They, man, three games, double, really double digit bad. losses in games two and three. Man, do I miss
3: the those days of first round ineptitude from the Wolves man. when they at least made the playoffs? <laughs> yeah,
0: we, we'd take that back for yeah. sure. Hell yeah! Who was the MVP of the NBA that year? No two. Shaq. That sounds right. Not Shaq uh alan iverson not Allen iverson mm. jason kidd no. drop good guesses because he was the point guard i think for the for the nets Kobe, tim duncan oh um, tim duncan was the Old mvp fundamental who was the rookie of the year you know this, would be, two, uh, this is a hall of famer but it'd be it's gonna be tough to guess this i think two you're not gonna, be gonna two. I don't know. Pau gasol Oh, oh, yeah. was the rookie the yeah, year. I know. I believe for the Vancouver Grizzlies, yeah. maybe at the time. Yeah. yeah, they were at Memphis, yeah. And the great. scoring champ of the 2001 02 NBA season. Shaq. Not Shaq. Oh. AI? AI. Let's say. Yep. 30 some points a game. He was fun, man. I loved 01, watching him. 02 NBA. Um, any other final thoughts from one of the great final series of all times <laughs> there before we close this chapter? It, did, it didn't feel like a finals vibe. Like it, just, no, it didn't. He oh, didn't okay. see the finals logo on the court and. They didn't care. Lawrence Funderburg can't be in the game. They
3: they said that the majority of people that watch this are going to not care, and so
0: we don't care. Chris Weber was, I think, injured for this game, which made it even less realistic. But, I mean, that's what they said, right? They must have. They
3: basically said that the, the people that come out and pay to watch this film are not going to give a damn if what we paint from a basketball standpoint is real or not. And so they just punted. Is this just
0: as much a sports movie as it is a rom com? No. Yeah, not. It's like ten percent sports movie. Yeah, but it's not just as much. Yeah, like
2: the the, the, that would be like Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch is like half sports, half rom com. Okay, what is more? Yeah, is
0: Die Hard more of a Christmas movie than this movie is a sports movie?
2: Yes. I'd, say it's, I about, what you're saying. I'd yes. say it's
3: about the same. Oh, no, no,
0: no. I think Die Hard's like 50% Christmas yeah, movie.
2: Yes.
3: We're not going to get in that Yes. I'm not going to get in that
2: fight. The last takeaway I have from the, from the whole Knicks and, and Sacramento Kings debacle is just, I, I don't care how great this girl is and how much I'm trying to impress her, there is zero chance I am getting up with two minutes to go to get her a Coke.
0: And why is she asking for that? Yeah. And why is the concession well, no, she's can't a, even open still? And if, well,
3: she's asking to drive him away with, within ten days. And in fact, that's the first time that she gets weird. Right. So like she'd been really cool up until then. But I'm I'm with Dex. My least zero my can. least believable part of oh. this film, which okay. by the way is filled with things yes. that I wouldn't believe. My least believable is that anybody would go to an NBA finals and with one oh nine left say, I'll go get you. If and I don't care if Dawn and I were on our our first date. I would have said, "Are you kidding me?"
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, no. a, it's, it's a deal breaker. The relationship is over if that if she pushes. And by the way, then you get her something, and there's 30 seconds left, and she says, "Oh no, no, no!" She freaks out. It's it's not diet. <laughs> Listen, we'll stop somewhere right outside. There's a bar outside. We'll stop somewhere. We'll get you something. But you gotta you I gotta mean, calm down a little bit here.
3: I mean, I told Dawn in in game seven of 91. Oh, a love story. I told her quit. Talking? Waving that damn hanky around because I'm trying to watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game seven. How long were you dating at that point? Uh, we start. Oh, two years, I think. Oh, okay. okay. So quite a while. But so I'm like, quit like, waving early, the hanky around. Wasn't the second, it wasn't date. like the second date, and you're asking no, to would, stop waving oh, the hanky. Oh, do you think I would take a person on a second date to Game Seven of the d- World Series? Pay so much money to be at
2: a fly in the wall, not to watch the World Series, to watch Judd on a date at a baseball game in the '80s. Oh, Not, we, the, the World Series game is secondary to me at so, this
3: point. So we were at uh, a oh, awesome. regular season game at the Metrodome. I think it was Mariner's Twins. I, f- I forget. It's around 1990 or so, okay? A- and we have some sort of brawl about something. I don't remember. We were both pissed off. Um, and so we're brawling. And so we're basically, I'm sitting there arms crossed. And like Dawn, I don't think she's crying, but she's upset, right? I'm not joking. They put us on the old school black and white Metrodome scoreboard. Oh, yes. And
0: it's just these two
3: miserable people. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And I'm amazing. like, we're up there. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, it was such a small Jumbotron in retrospect. Oh, and it was
3: of that black and white. Like, you couldn't. Yeah.
0: But anyway. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's so awesome.
3: But anyway, least, wow. believable yeah, least believable is anybody getting up, anybody getting up. Actually saying, I will go get get you a Coke. And then Phil, I thought the same exact thing. Why is the concession stand open with basically a minute left in this basketball game?
0: Yeah, I don't know what yeah, that's and then that one guy is super slow, whatever. Um, what about okay, new new question for you guys for just special for rom com here. Sure. The cheesiest part of this movie. I'm going with the end. Yeah, I, I think they, it it right is, it's right up, here. It's this, right? Here. You yeah. can
1: write anyway. I think you're running away. Why don't you save your mind games for your next bet, okay? I am not running away. Bull. Excuse me? You heard me. (laughs) Bull. Take the lady's luggage back to her place. She has alternate transportation. Alternate transportation.
0: You call my bluff? You bet I am. I love the way that he slips that cab driver, like, a couple hundred dollars without looking at him at all.
1: Can I
3: ask a question about this too? She's moving, right? Yeah, to Washington, to DC. She's hugging the bellman. She's gone. I mean, she's got. She quit her job already. She's a freelance journalist who's quit her job. Okay. Yep. Where is her place now? Like, is she just (laughs) keeping the New York, the Manhattan apartment? She's well. No,
0: I think she was going to interview for a job. Got
3: in it. Washington. Oh, I thought she was like yeah. going to go to Washington because she's got her stuff. But she's Phil's okay. Right. I, I think, so. she's, Phil's I think right. she's interviewing. She was for interviewing okay. the but,
2: but like the way she was saying, it, like she's like was hugging the bellman. It was like, yeah, like go. a yeah. goodbye. She's
0: acting like she's moving. This yeah. is also another Matthew McConaughey ego stroke in that I am such a stud muffin. I don't care what her career and life aspirations are. You can t- cab driver. We're gonna put an end to her aspirations. She's coming home with me. Yeah, like yeah, because I'm so
3: because I'm so great. Anyway. So so she uh, she is done rotten. She's not gonna do anything barefoot and pregnant. I mean, what's he talking about? Yeah. Oh um. So here's where I will absolve them though, from my perspective, and say that even though it's cheesy, it's fine. I don't think there's a good way, like some great way, to end this film. And they got it under two hours. <laughs> I think they just wrote the end and said, "We got to be done." Yeah, this is over. Like they knew you you can't go two ten, right? Game seven's over. Yep. Yeah. You, you don't know who won, but 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 I mean that that's where I, I think the critics' um, complaints fall apart here because they're they're like, "Well, the script didn't make a lot of sense," and then of course it didn't. It's well acted. They got it done. Yep.
0: Oh my God. Um, Okay. Another candidate for cheesiest thing. It has to be what they came up with for a $50 million ad spend for this jewelry company, DeLauer.
1: Frost yourselves.
0: Frost yourselves. yourselves. (laughs) Which means something different as well. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I would have spent $50 million on Frost Yourselves. Are the Delaurs
3: just drunks? Is that what we're supposed to take this as?
0: (laughs) I I think so. They're just billionaires. Yeah. Um, Another thing before we get into a couple of the final questions here. 2003 kind of felt like it was peak magazine era. I think back to like early 2000s and I can tell you personally. Oh, yeah. I had subscriptions to SI, ESPN, yep. the magazine, Men's Health, Golf Digest, Slam, Esqui- Entrepreneur, Esquire, Esquire, Esquire Rolling like,
2: Stone, all that read, stuff. Magazines read, were huge
0: in our house. Did you read all of these? Not all of them. Yeah, I was But then young. I would save them. Like I would put them all yeah. in boxes. Oh, yeah, I had because
2: I look good. My, my childhood bedroom was all the SI for kids, like ripoff cover art that you could put on. Like they, I had yeah. all of them up there. Yeah, that's awesome. Paul Pierce, Joe Mauer, all the yeah. Vlad Guerrero. I had all these great
0: ones. Yeah, I mean, because the internet was still pretty new in the early 2000s, yeah. and social media. Didn't didn't quite exist yet and so you know in terms of like the pie chart of your media consumption <laughs> in a day it didn't include instagram it didn't include youtube or any of that stuff or netflix so like magazines were still a huge part of sure. media in 2003 so that was another thing to know that this is like the height of of magazine consumption um all right a couple things for you guys here that are one that's going to be a little bit different and i want your help molding this we so we do Definitive bad guy rankings in action movie rewind. Yeah, I think we should do like definitive main character rankings of some kind. But obviously, we have we have two main characters in this movie. Mm -hmm.
2: So a a fun one to do once we like actually put a bunch of them in our tool bag with the rom coms is like the best relationship, like the best the best love connection.
0: I like that's a good. But
2: but we need like six, you know, like we we can't just start with this one. I like it.
0: Well, let's let's give them a score. Let's get let's I love it. So definitive relationship rankings. <laughs> Great idea. Dax coming through in the clutch. And so I think I think it has to be a combination of like the characters themselves, the looks, chem- personality, chem- chem- looks, personality, chemistry. How about looks, personality, chemistry? Cuz some
3: do not work chemistry. at all. Like yeah. some are some the well, ha- Yeah. It's just clear that the two people don't really gel. Sure. And so it just stinks.
0: Yeah, so should we even include looks or should we just say chemistry? chemistry. Yeah, Chemistry Chemistry. chemistry is the
3: most important thing. Yeah,
0: chemistry. I like it.
3: It feels forced at times.
0: Uh, And this one I thought was really good. So Ben Barry plus Andy Anderson. Yes. On a scale of one to ten. The most important thing that they found was they
3: found an actress that could hold her own with him. Yeah. Because I'm willing to bet in real life as as an actor or actress, McConaughey probably would be difficult to act. Not not with because he's a bad guy. But there's just a lot there. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of there there with McConaughey. Um, so 1 through 10. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with a solid. See, it's it's the first time, so it's a little more difficult to me, but I'm going to go with a very solid 8. And this is the chemistry between the two. Yes.
2: Obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, i I feel like it's a 9. That's fine. It's pretty I high. feel like it's a yeah, nine no, it's high because yeah. the, also the the whole part is that like she's trying to play it off like I want to lose this guy, but also that's a normal game a woman will play, not trying to lose the guy. The guy is also in Matthew McConaughey, like this big this big wig, this this. I, yeah, I'm
3: sorry, Dex. Tell us more. Yeah, no, have I experienced this? Before? We've got all the time in the um, world. Tell us more. Oh my god.
2: Um but then, what the way Matthew McConaughey is playing it as like, oh, I'm I'm this heartthrob, like I'm I'm confident, I have all this money, I'm an a, I'm a sales guy. I think it's very legitimate, and then the family dynamic too, which we haven't touched on at all when they go to Staten Island. Um,
3: which I'd like to touch on. We can. One, we can get get there. there so, so he's from I'm Staten Island and did nothing to Texas. Well, hide I was going to I was going right? to bring that up. Right. Like, who wrote that? And then yes. and then said. Matthew, here's um, the key. We, we don't care yeah. that you're from Texas. <laughs> I, I have
2: a take from that. We'll get into it. But I, I think it's I
0: think it's a solid nine. I think the chemistry is, is legit. It's a solid nine. I think it's an eight, and I'm, I'm only docking it because, and this is pretty nitpicky, but they were both like, you couldn't tell if they had great chemistry because they were both like playing, They had they both had yep. hidden agendas. And then when the hidden agendas kind of went away, you could tell they had great chemistry. I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. So it's It's solid though. It's an 8.3 composite score here between the three of us. Okay. The movie itself, the movie itself as a rom-com and let's just establish criteria here too. Um, I don't know if we need to come up with something specific, but I think the, like the movie itself in terms of entertainment value, is that fair? Yep. Okay. Mm Judd's little guy one through 10. Nine. Whoa! Yes, nine. It's
3: it. Look for what they were doing, and I've I've seen this film probably three times now. It's really good. Like it's really again, it differs from the action films because it's because these are in my opinion so character driven in how they're done. Yeah, this is this is a nine. It is. It has a lot of really good things. And the two main characters, I think, are just great. Yeah, Dex McConaughey's great. I'm sorry, I'm a fan.
2: Uh, it's a solid eight. It's an eight out of ten. I'm, I think I'm with Judd here. I think it's an eight. Uh, it, it. I've never seen this before, so I, I was completely open to interpretation here, and I thought it was. It met all the criteria of your classic rom com. You have, you have the high profile businesswoman who, who is trying to swindle this dude. You have Matthew McConaughey playing the reciprocal of it. Um, there's cheesy lines. There's cheesy moments. I thought it was a, a really good rom-com. I would watch this again. I know it's Phil Mackey like, has watched it a bajillion times. I don't know if I'll watch it that many times and or change like my entire career path after watching it.
1: <laughs> However, wow. it is a
2: very good movie. I'm glad I watched it for the first time. It's an eight.
0: It's, it is legitimately... Uh, in my life, it's legitimately like one of the movies I've seen the most and, have, and yeah. have been. I'm giving it a 9.5. Oh, wow. And the 0. 0.5 yeah. deduction yeah, is, is for the complete, just egregious oh. continuity mistakes with, with the NBA Finals. The NBA finals. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, like, you can't put the sports fan away. You can't show Lawrence Funderburk and yeah. Scott Pollard in the final minute oh, yeah? of an NBA Finals oh, yeah? game. I'm sorry. Uh, and get away with it. So they they have to be docked for their just complete ineptitude with sports. And so, um, and so, yeah. Um, did you have a final point you were going to make, Dex? Uh, the,
2: the whole, just like another least believable scene is when, when they're at the parents' house yeah. and they clearly, you know, like get it on for the first time in the bathroom, in the shower. And like, let me get this right. Like you are two grown adults. You're back at mom and dad. There's like three of your nephews running around, your brother's running around, your old uncle is there. And you're just gonna get it on in the bathroom? Hell next yeah, to you everyone? Are.
0: Hell yeah, you are!
2: I don't know, man. I'm that's with Declan. A, that, you haven't lived until you you've so... snuck away from a family well, party. Okay, to... yes, that might be true at like 18, <laughs> not at 34. Yeah. Like, th- there's there's an area where that's allowed, or like where that's okay. It's not okay favorite? when you're grown adults. Just
3: saying. Okay, so so my what Dex just said is my least favorite part, and here's why. And this is the one thing in the script that could have been tweaked and it would not have, have been, been hard. The, the entire premise is, is they both secretly have a plan to drive the other person away throughout the course of this film. And then they go to a faux counselor mm-hmm. and then they go and see yeah. and see his folks and family. And at that point in time, we suddenly just... Pivot to, I really love you. No, I really love you. Like, they just went from, I really don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, my God, we're with your family now? Now, I'm going to tell you from personal experience, love the in-laws, love the family, all right? But that's not a tipping point. (laughs) I mean, I like,
2: think I'm I mean, what you but she Dawn said in cards like that wasn't the point that like, oh, my God, I'm actually that's in love the with point Dawn. I said. Do you realize you I Dawn hate games? Yeah. I hate
0: games. But see, they love games. And she said to him, she she had this. She put herself in the family and loved the way that the family interacted <laughs> and treated her. And she could see herself as part of the family. And yeah, that's which why is a major,
3: major problem that I have. What? I have a major problem with that. I have a major problem with the fact that they took it from now. Now, if they had if they had slowly but surely been ascending to, to that, if they'd gone to a real counselor or, or something, <laughs> but they go to a friend. Right. And then all of a sudden they go see the family and then she's like, oh, no, this is real. And then he's like, this is real.
0: It, it's like they both lost their minds. I can't tell you how many times young Phil Mackey tried to convince a girl that he liked to let's play some cards with your family. Maybe they'll you know like how me? far we'll I see. kept girls from my f- Never mind. Well, a, sounds like that sounds problem. like a
2: you problem. That sounds like a you problem.
3: No, I know, but McConaughey maybe should do My, the my dad
2: always told me, keep your hands at home, son. That was one of the first lines he gave me when I was a young pup going on <laughs> dates. Keep your
0: hands at home, son. Amazing. So we'll do this again in a month. We'll do another rom-com in a month, and we'll we'll pick it when we get a little bit closer. But now we have to pick a movie for next week's Action Movie Rewind. And so what I'm gonna I'm going to do the same thing we did with Declan a couple weeks ago, which is I'm going into the— the large bin of movies that we have put together so far and that have that listeners have put in here, I'm picking four of them. Oh, okay. And I want Judd to pick a random number one through four. Okay. Should I tell you what the four are? Even though it doesn't like you're going to, you don't know what order they're in. No, no, it's fine. You just want to, I want the, no, I
2: want people to know the four.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, I got it. So
0: the four on this list are Beverly Hills, cop two snakes on a plane (laughs) rush hour, and Twister, another natural oh, disaster. Twister. <laughs> Twister. Another, I have saw it in the theater. Another natural oh disaster movie. Oh, my God. Okay. So Rush Hour, Beverly Hills Cap 2, Snakes on a Plane, and Twister. Okay. Um, one thing. I'm going to scramble these up here. Dee-dee-dee. Okay. Pick a number one through four. Three. Three. Oh, wow. You know what? Beverly Hills Cop 2. <laughs> We got to do Twister at some point. We will for sure do Twister. It is. Actually, just, snakes on a plane is kind of a natural disaster, yeah, too. That's true. That's kind of weird.
3: That's true. Twister is just. Back, oh, you talk about flaws. <laughs> How does the dad get blown away in a tornado when he's basically holding onto the cellar do- door? I, crazy, I'll yeah. never the, understand and that. And the
2: cow. The cow and the Twister is my favorite. Yeah. Part. And, and now and it moving. looks so fake. <laughs> yes. Now, now I it's remember like. That's a plastic cow. Vintagely renting that movie at Blockbuster when I was like, for the first time when I was maybe like eight or 10 years old. It's great.
0: All right, so we'll, we'll do Beverly Hills Cop 2 for Action Movie Rewind next Friday. Phil Meckie, Judd Zogad. That's the worst idea you've
3: ever had. You've had some bad ideas. That's the worst one.
2: Reckless speculation. All right,
0: it is Friday, and that means Patrick Racy. We rap with Racy every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find his Royce Unchained podcast with Judd every Monday on Apple, Spotify, Scornorth.com, and the Scornorth app. And, Pat, you know, we... uh we uh, reluctantly dive into speculative topics on this show from time <laughs> to time. And J.J. Watt.
1: Train me, you're starting to train me in the art, but go ahead. It's, uh, it's delicious.
0: So J.J. Watt is now available. The Texans have released him as of this morning. Wow. So he is now, he lives in Wisconsin. So if the Packers could clear cap space, that might make some sense. Some people are speculating Pittsburgh, but they have to clear cap space too. I don't know. Oh, I think why, Mike I think no, Mike Zimmer no might want to brother. Yeah. I think Mike Zimmer might want to put in a phone call if the Vikings can find some cap space too.
1: Yes. Uh, I mean they don't they still don't know about Hunter and uh you know they they don't have we, we saw the uh we saw the power of the pass rushing ends in the Super Bowl just last Sunday. Uh yeah, you would. Now what's he got left? He's had a lot of injuries and uh but uh I think you'd have to have him as you're not going to play him seventy snaps, you know you're going to have to you know when you, when you're going to rush the passer have him run onto the field right mm-hmm. have a you yeah. know have one of their other defensive ends play behind him or so uh, i play and and watch your uh, pass rusher, but wherever he goes. He's going to want to be very good because I think he's leaving Houston about as happy as Deshaun Watson is, don't you? Yes. And what is the strategy? What are they trying to do down there?
0: I mean, Cal, and by the way, Cal McNair was just quoted as saying, we expect Deshaun Watson to remain a Texan. So they're they're continuing on with good that. Good luck with that.
1: You yeah. think this will help getting rid of JJ? Aren't they? yeah. They're big buddies, I think. So uh, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, I guess, is it also, what, what are they saving?
3: The Texas Do we Biden, know? I didn't see that. No, don't know.
1: Okay, but you're right. This uh... is a
3: Pat. This is a complete mess. I I don't recall a franchise that has stripped itself down like this so quickly, um, and just be, become basically what the Browns were.
1: What did they? Did they win a playoff game two years ago or three years ago? In in nineteen or twenty? Uh, not not twenty. In eighteen 19. or 19? nineteen? Nineteen. Nineteen, they want a playoff. Game were not they up two and a half well, scores? Last,
0: the Chiefs. yeah, yeah last, On the Chiefs, yeah, last year they lost yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, they were like twenty-four nothing or something yeah. in that game. Yeah. Yep,
1: against the Chiefs.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. What right. how this
1: happen? How
3: did this happen? That's my question. Yeah, well, I have Bill no idea. Bill
1: O'Brien's a jackass. That's one way it happened. But, uh,
3: <laughs> but you fired him. Like you could have fixed this stuff. That's what I don't get. It's gotten uh, worse since Bill O'Brien got fired.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's just, and they they hired a guy. They got stuck in a position where they had to hire a minority guy. They didn't want to hire enemy They should have waited till after the Super Bowl. They could have hired Byron Leftwich or something. They hired a 65-year-old nobody to be their coach just because they wanted to hire a minority guy because they were getting so much heat. They knew they had to do it. So they didn't, you know, this guy's a two and out, Done. You know, he's a two and out guy. So, because they're going to go, three and 13
0: and five and 11 and blame him. Right. So, yeah. it's, well, uh, well, actually it is messed up connecting some dots here. So Lovie Smith is the new uh, defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. Did you guys see the news this morning of who has replaced Lovie Smith as the Illinois head
1: football coach? Brett Bielema. Bielema. Yeah. New news. We knew that a month ago. Oh, did we? I yeah, I saw. I saw. Yes. I, saw yeah.
0: I saw a big feature, and I did. No, not that was like that. a month oh, no. ago. Billum Amazing. Got her six quer- weeks or something. Amazing. Yeah, he's
1: been back for a long time. Never lost to the Gophers. Seven
0: and zero. Ran up
1: scores. Love it. Ran
3: up scores. I love it. On, I love it. on Brewster yes. and the Gophers.
1: That wasn't. Was that the game where Brewster first said we scored last? Yeah. Was that was yes. That's where it started.
3: Yes, that's where it started. That's where it started. Wisconsin. Say, in
1: so, You brought up Bill O'Brien. I wanted to see what Saban's coaching staff looked like for some. I was killing time this morning. And uh, you do that. Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator at Alabama. And Doug Marone is the offensive line coach at Alabama. He's recycling these guys. But then I ran across a story from 2015 about Saban's daughter getting in a brawl with uh, allegedly her best friend did you ever see that story no oh it's great or maybe it was even earlier than that because she might have gotten married in 2015 but
0: she was in a fraternity in
1: alabama and a bunch of them got overserved. and uh she sent out something on facebook about her best friend they were arguing about something nobody likes Steph. ha 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 so Steph comes in, pounds on the door, and they go after it, fighting each other, <laughs> and, and, and all, and, the, and then the other kid ends up suing. Uh, Saban's daughter didn't get charged, obviously, in Birmingham. She could have shot her, and she wouldn't have gotten charged in uh, Tuscaloosa. But uh, look it up. It's great, man. It's, it's, it's story after story on the big brawl between the, the two frat girls, including Saban's daughter.
3: So I think the same kid actually got in some trouble, too, before the Bulls, uh, the Bulls yes.
1: this year because she
3: tweeted something about the Buckeyes, right?
1: She tweeted that Ohio State was uh, – you know, because there was they had COVID problems, and there was some some question as to whether the game was going to go off on time or not. And She said they're just doing that because they want to make sure Justin Fields is healthy. <laughs> they're just making that as a
3: 40- Nick Saban. Like, what are you doing?
1: That she, <laughs> she had to take it down, and uh, in other words, she heard it from Dad. But uh, anyway, <laughs> she had to take it down and apologize, and she went off Twitter for a couple of days. So that's. Uh, you know, that's... Uh, it's not Twitter. Uh, it's the alcohol. What would Saban's daughter have to do to really get in serious trouble in Tuscaloosa? It would have to be, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty bad. Like, rob a bank. Uh, yeah. shoot, somebody, yeah. shoot somebody in the leg when you're robbing a bank or something. It's just a leg. <laughs> yeah. It's only a leg.
3: Don't worry about a leg. Okay,
1: I got a question for uh, both of you geniuses, even definitely Geniuses? What? You know, I didn't jump on the Richard Pitino bandwagon when he came because I thought he was the fifth choice and he got hired because his last name was Pitino and Woody didn't know where to go. And he's had lousy years and he's had a couple of good years. Where are we? I mean, I'm not saying fire him, but what, what, is, what is the optimum here? What is the optimum with him? We're we're in a fourth place one year, right?
0: Is that yeah. it? Yeah, he has. So in what is this, his eighth season, um, he has one top five finish in the Big Ten. He has two NCAA tournament appearances. This would be his third, uh, and then they won the NIT. I guess his his first yeah. year.
1: His first year.
0: It yeah. feels honestly, it feels like pretty much every other era of Gophers basketball, <laughs> except for the peak of the. You know, the peak of the nineties run. That's yeah, what it Clems, feels like.
1: Clem's had a run there for but I think one of their big problems, and I'm not saying blaming him completely, but there was a long stretch from when Muslim started in in, in seventy one, almost through Clem at least, you know, that not all of thirty years. There was some downtime. But I often said Gopher Basketball is the second most popular sport in I mean and when not when the twins are winning World Series. Right. But through that period, Gopher Basketball is the second most popular sport in town behind uh you know, the Vikings. And I don't think anybody cares anymore. I don't think there's any bo- they're not there's no boosters coming in and kicking the door down and telling Coyle he's gotta get rid of him or he's gotta get better. I don't I think I think it's just it's just another one of our activities now. I, I don't see anywhere near the passion there used to be, and I'm not blaming him. I think it's changing times and yep. stuff like that, but uh, it's it's just it's not like it used to be.
3: You know, Pat, I, I think that when it comes to, to go for men's basketball and hockey, the change in both those has been so, so great, and I think it's because people have more things to do Uh, The dollar is spread so thin and basically there's no sport to go to in this town. That's cheap now, but I really think it's those two gopher sports that have suffered from, from at least having a really, really solid base to now being an option. But I don't know that it's the same feeling that it was 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's true. And also, let me say this, that of Norwood's uh, faults, uh, I would say, you know, texting school officials, female school officials and people, uh, obscene things is is a good way to get fired. But as far as an administrator slapping those uh, surcharges on tickets is the dumbest thing he ever did. He lost, he lost the hardcores, man. He lost the the sixty five year old who. Went to every gopher hockey game, no matter who the hell they were playing. And he lost hundreds of, uh, you know, basketball people who'd been around, at least since Clemen, probably before that, that just said the hell with it. And uh, they moved him upstairs, remember? I don't think he did that. I think uh, it was done before him. Maturi did it, right? Moved him upstairs. And I, I, they moved the press box upstairs and I got to listen to the people up there complaining about other tickets had gotten moved. And, uh, they just, they, they placed, he placed no value on loyal customers. And that's really hurt him a lot. I think too, yeah. in general, Yeah. That's- I mean, I'd hate to be coiled trying to figure out how to get out of this financial mess because, you know, hockey. Hockey people are oh okay we go or we won't go basketball it's I I don't know how you get out of this you
0: I mean you got I mean the only way out is to win at a really high level and that brings us back to square one where are we at with this thing with go for basketball they're they're not winning at a high enough level to pack the place on a weekly basis when they come back you know to having crowds next year so
1: yeah and it's uh, it's also We are also entering a whole new world with college basketball, too, the transfer era. And so far, Patino has proved effective in the transfer recruiting. But now that everybody knows that they're going to be able to get a guy immediately eligible, that's going to be a much more competitive thing than it was, too. And I always thought Munson's downfall was the fact Every Minnesota player that he wanted that went somewhere else and then was disillusioned brought he brought me he basically built this program the last few years on disgruntled Minnesota guys coming back home to play for the Gophers after they'd been somewhere else and I I don't think that works either but I I just don't know what the, what what we're doing here as uh, what you know what the what the what I think we've seen the upside and we've seen the downside and i think I think he's an okay coach, but i don't think it's it's not it's not going to uh you know someday maybe sneak into the sweet sixteen that that could be maybe the optimum
3: i th- i think the the key is now with with the transfer thing pat I think the thing is to get a lot of boosters who like your program together and say. I wonder what we can do to get these potential transfers to play a year here. <laughs> well, I wonder how let, big the check's going to have to be. Because again, well, I don't care well, if you cheat. Well, you
1: don't. You know, you don't even have to cheat to do that now because they're going to let these guys sell their. Uh, you know, they're going to let them sell their image, right? Yeah. So that's a good point. Know, they're gonna pretty. That's going to get passed pretty soon. You can, if you an athlete could sell his image, which, by the way, that's going to hurt the bottom line for college athletics too, right? Hmm. If uh, Tua can sell his image instead of Alabama, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, I was, I was trying to compose my thoughts here for a potential Petito column, and I don't know what they are. One thing, it's also, there's, there's no magic to that name anymore, not because of him, but because of the old man, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there was, when we got, hey, Patino's kid, Patino came to a game, great, hey, Rick Patino was <laughs> at the ballpark with his son dressed like a chicken. Was, uh, well, You're right, exciting. he was,
3: came dressed in chicken one time.
1: It was all exciting, and now it's, uh, he's Patino's kid, who cares?
0: You yeah, know,
3: yeah. Uh,
1: he's, wearing, he's wearing a gopher scarf, this is great. Yes. Oh, yeah. I wonder that's what right.
3: he told his son during a timeout. Well,
1: now he's wearing an Iona Gale scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and and You're they're right. not very good, by the way. I looked it up the other day. No. But, uh, it is, you know, that, but the other way to look at it is you see the scores and everything that's going on. This this sports season is so screwed up because of the pandemic too, that it's, it's just who who's good, who's not the way the big 10 teams just exchange victories this year. There's no form. So, uh, I, I think, you know, sometimes you're Michigan's going to play this week. Who knows what's going to happen. They haven't, they didn't practice for two weeks. Right. Yeah. So they haven't played for 16, 17 days. And yeah, it, it's just goofy. That's for sure. But I, I don't know. I I didn't want to just take the typical ricey bash potato angle, but I just don't know where we are here with with basketball.
3: It's a fair fair question. Impossible to to judge, I I think, right now. like I just don't think that, that you can because, to your point, all sports, for the most part, are screwy. Yeah, and that's why I think people, you're right. People,
1: there's you know when when they lose a game like they did last week, uh, people say, ah they're gonna fire him. They're not gonna fire nope. him. No, there's if, what's the upside of firing him right now? There's not gonna if you fire him, who are you gonna bring in? That's gonna cause five thousand people to new people to buy season tickets. That ain't happening.
0: Hey, maybe Fred Hoiberg is gonna be available again. Did,
1: uh... I think he should be. <laughs> well, but Pat Fred, said it. Is Fred just to vastly overrated or just uh, interested?
3: Uh, Do we don't? I don't know. Perhaps both. But I think, Pat, that you might be right. I think it makes perfect sense. Let Fred go back to Ames. They're awful. They're 0-10 now in the conference. Nebraska should rehire Tim Miles,
1: too. (laughs) He's better than this guy. (laughs) By the way, one of the hot uh, coaching candidates is this Smith guy who's at Utah State who was Tim Miles' right-hand man for a bunch of years. He's probably gonna, would would they bring back Tim Miles' right hand man after firing the real guy at uh, Nebraska? It's uh, it's it's kind of weird, but he's a King Charles uh, Cameron Cameron Smith, something like that. He's he was Miles' assistant. Now he's doing well at Utah State, so he's gotten. Uh, I and you know what else you get everybody every time. They should hire Trent Tucker or Kevin McHale, is what they say. No, No, they should. Kevin McHale. I I (laughs) love Trent Tucker. They should not hire Trent Tucker, who's never coached college basketball, nor should they hire Kevin McHale, (laughs) who's turned so bleep and grumpy in his old age, nobody can stand to be around him anyway. Kevin McHale wouldn't
3: take the phone call. Kevin McHale McHale wouldn't pick up the phone.
0: No. Well, it's also uh, in fairness, it's also tough to get reception at some of the rallies that he hangs out at, but, you know.
1: (laughs) He I think he's living down in New Mexico or Arizona or something. He
0: ain't, he ain't I tried to, to get
1: down. one quote out of him when Bob McDonald died, because he had once been quoted with the when he was with the Celtics when they said asked him about Michael Cooper, is that the best defense you've ever seen? And he said no. Chisholm was the best defense I've ever seen. And then he talked about Bob McDonald's whole team. So I wanted to get him to repeat that quote. And he wouldn't call me back.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, one quote—that's
1: all I need. I don't want your life story.
0: Kevin, if you're if well. you're if you're listening to this right now, call Pat back. Kevin, uh, Pat, too late
1: now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right that's now.
0: true. Pat doesn't care. They don't that's talk true. to him anymore. Uh, Pat, well, enjoy your enjoy your Valentine's Day weekend, and we will talk to you on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big fan.
1: I got the uh, I got the stuff shipped off to the important people, so I'm fine. i uh, You buy Valentine's stuff for
3: Valentine's Day. Day? The grandkids. Oh, good for you! I don't buy not
1: any. the wife. The wife, I'll give her a nice big smooch on the forehead and say Happy. Oh, grandkids. there you go.
3: Such so, okay. so romantic.
1: <laughs> see CLK you, Royce. Right, Bye. But what do you want, see. Goodbye. All see,
0: right. Good. <laughs> Goodbye. He's right. <laughs> All right, that's a that's a wrap. I'll buy anything for Valentine's Day. It's such a, like... It, it's made up. It's it's just, like, unnecessary pressure, like... Yeah. It's just, no.
3: It's made up. You can't make something Declan, up and expect me to Declan, do, do something. Declan, do you feel
0: the pressure?
2: On, uh, this
3: year, no. It's great. You're good, no, because no, he has... because huh? He's just getting filleted by even people my, on Twitter. Right? Uh,
2: I get filleted by people on Twitter. You know, even the source that I have for this Bachelor updates or even these, this action movie or this rom-com rewind we just did, you know, no, no pressure. No pressure? Good. No pressure. All right.
3: So, all right, wait, wait, wait. I thought there was a, a girl, though, again here. No.
2: There's there's a source. There's there's someone maybe.
3: Oh, she's she's a source now, huh? Well, I that's what i been enjoys, her. I hope she enjoys this episode. I she, I, she, I think she
2: would. She was it was her idea to watch this movie. It's her favorite movie. How, how, how Don likes days? it too. Don likes it movie. too. Don loves this film. film too. Great film, man.
0: I'm not going to bail you guys out of this. I'm just going to sit here.
3: I didn't say anything. He called her a source. I never called <laughs> Don a source. She's my lovely <laughs> right. wife, and it's Valentine's Day, and she's going to get nothing.
1: Good. Good. She's oh, going no, to get no, nothing. No. nothing. You forgive me, sugar puss. Look, I don't know what I was thinking. Right, I'm sorry. I am way out of line, Andy.
3: Whether
0: it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English Cheddar
1: or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's
0: holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More. Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level
3: with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more.